0: empire hello and welcome to my podcast do me a favor subscribe to the john kahn report wherever you get your podcast you're watching on youtube hit that like button hit that subscribe button you can find us there as part of empire media and always much appreciated when you tune in and you can always read my work on ESPN.com. And you can become a member of the show. Go to the Empire Media YouTube page, hit the word, you'll find the word join there, click on there, find your level of membership you want, and go from there. Anyway, this is a bonus episode of the podcast. I'm just going to talk for about five, 10 minutes or so about the moves on Friday because there was a flurry of them. They were all pretty much expected. But let's get to it. So Washington released tackle Charles Leno. Tight end Logan Thomas, and they told Senator Nick Gates that at the start of the league year they were going to release him. All totaled, it's about fourteen million dollars in savings. And so let's go reach one for Leno that represents seven point two eight million. Now, if they designated it to post June first, it'd be eleven point seven eight million. However, keep in mind on this one, you don't need the cap space. You're going to do that if you really need the cap space. And you know, so you can get rid of all his stuff in one year. So to me, that would be the best way to go, and just get rip that bandaid off and not occupy space for the next year. Because with that seven point two eight million, they're still going to be around ninety million dollars with under the salary cap. So they're in a good spot. Regardless, they don't need the extra three or four million dollars that you would get from designated post June first. But if you did, that's what would happen personally I would just keep the space available for future moves and keep keep yourself in a good uh, cap spot in the future with with Logan Thomas it's 6.54 million regardless of what he's designated and um you know but again expected move and then for Gates it's 333 thousand dollars now that's better than what I thought it was. Because earlier in the week when I was researching it, the numbers was they were around like $90,000 in cap loss. Not that that would have precluded them from making this move, but it wouldn't have been any sort of savings. Now there is a savings. So I don't know if I just misread it or if there's something that kind of they tweaked it just to, to make it more palatable to then let him go to another team, um, whatever. But anyways, those are the moves that were going to take place. The other thing too that know on Friday... That linebacker, Jamin Davis, uh, resolved his um, reckless driving situation. No jail time. It was scheduled to go to a jury on Monday. The, his his attorney, Mark Dicio, took care of that and got no jail time. It was 180 days, all suspended, six-month suspended license, $2,500 fine, and court costs. So Davis got off very, very – I mean, that's – to be honest, it's it's a – I think pretty strong um, outcome for him because I think, you know, there was clearly an expectation of jail time throughout this and he avoided it. So anyways, back to the moves because one thing to know is these are not surprising moves. So they should not change how anybody views Washington's off season. We knew they were going to make a move at tackle. By the way, Leno needs hip surgery next week. It's possible he doesn't even continue playing. So this was going to be, this was an expected move. Same with Thomas. He's going to turn 33 in July. And when you have a new group, you want to get rid of, you're going to shed the older player contracts when you can, unless you're playing at a high, high level. And Thomas was not playing at that level. I think you need to get a younger, more dynamic tight end uh, starter in here or started at that position. And so that's one of the reasons there. And for Gates, well, we saw what happened last year. He started the year, played the first seven games, was benched, started the last three. I know the previous coaching staff felt like he did a better job when he went in for the last three games than in the first seven. However, you know, it was just not going to be good enough. So that again, was not a surprise. So, their strategy should not change because of these moves. Like we knew they were going to do that. So don't sit there and say, oh, now they've got to definitely trade back because you got all these holes. They have more holes, but these were holes that they knew going into this off season that were going to be created. So, and you should know, you should have known that as well, because it, they've been kind of widely mentioned that these were possibilities. None of them should be a surprise, but there are holes now that are created. So if you wanted to trade back and recoup some draft picks and get some more players in here, well, yeah, you could do that. But you better make sure you don't do it because, oh, now you got all these holes. You only do it if you don't think there's a big gap between Daniels and May and then the tier three guys, uh, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and whatever order you want to put them in. Those are the tiers. So if you don't view it as a big gap, then yeah, you can trade back, but not because you released Logan Thomas and Charles Leno and Nick Gates, but because this is even that because that's a smart move if there if you view it that way. Personally, I think May and Daniels are a higher level of play, but then you have to ask yourself like what depending on what you would get in return, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Can that be can can that return plus one of those other quarterbacks? Be a better situation for you and then also keeping Howell on the roster and trying to develop him sam Howell, would that situation be better or versus daniels or may and number two and i think the other factor is they have five picks and they have five high picks like that's re- they're in really good shape right now with the draft if they don't make a trade i think if they didn't have more picks in that top 100 then i'd be more apt to think like oh is that a stronger move But I know it's something they'll look at because they're going to look at every scenario because that's how this group is going to operate. Trades, free agents, quarterbacks, and all kinds of adventures await the commanders this offseason. Looking for an adventure of your own? The Adventure Park at Sandy Spring as you covered. The country's largest ropes course and zipline park located in Montgomery County, Maryland is now open. Named Best Amusement Park and Climbing Destination in the DMV two years in a row, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring is perfect for birthdays, corporate outings, groups, and families. With challenges anywhere from beginner to expert, there is something for all skill levels. Anytime you're thinking about reaching new heights, make sure you know before you go. The Adventure Park at Sandy Spring is the only ACCT accredited park in Maryland or Virginia. Staying on the ground, give axe throwing a try. You can throw at traditional targets or play any number of interactive games. You can even upload your own image. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, ziplining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. Reserve your adventure today at www.theadventurepark.com backslash kind. That's www.theadventurepark.com backslash kind. So what that means, though, is you do need to find, regardless, like I say, these weren't surprising moves, but but we also knew they were going to have to find guys at these positions. The draft is good for tackles. You can find another tackle in the second round. So they're in a good spot there. Now, is it going to be one of the top guys? No. But if you did, again, if you traded back, so under the scenario, you could always trade back into the top 10, trade lower in the top 10, pick a Joe Alt. And get another high, you know, get another high pick, and then move back into the first round to get one of those other quarterbacks if you feel like you can do that. Um, but you better make sure you get another quarterback because you can't just roll like uh, I think you know, like I think Sam Howell can play in this league, but I want another guy in there to compete because the position he did not show that the position was solved. So until it is, you keep bringing in competition and high level competition as well. Anyway, so but but the so that. But the tackle class is good. The center class, it's not as deep. But I also think if you're gonna, if you if if they end up going with a rookie quarterback at number two, if they draft Daniels or May, that guy's gonna start. Do you really want to pair him with a rookie center? And I know they have rookie Stromberg on the roster now. I know some people on the other, you know, before in the in the front office felt like, or in the with the organization felt like maybe he was more of a backup. I think there was still, I think I would say this, there's still question about him and you certainly cannot go into the season thinking, oh, Stromberg's the guy. Again, compete. Let him compete. This group is not tied to him, so you let him compete. But where do you find that center? Ideally, again, veteran center. So on the free agent market, the top center probably that would be considered by the ratings would be Connor Williams from Miami. The problem is he tore his ACL in December. So you can't, like, that's a really hard signing to make. So, you know, you really, can't, you really shouldn't go that route signing a guy off off of um, an ACL tear. You have Andre James from the Raiders, um, considered um, not a great run blocker. So how are you going to handle that? You also have sort of, Lloyd Cushenberry from Denver, another guy that could you look at there. But the other thing is, like I think this is going to be a big team in the second wave of free agency. So signing more guys... Um, More quality, guys. This is going to be more of a quality, or excuse me, you know, I think more about solid players than getting a couple home, these Grand Slam signings. But the second wave of free agency is where I think you can see that. Plus, again, some guys are going to get released. The center is probably going to get released. Probably a solid veteran center somewhere will get released. The draft is okay for centers. I think at the top, there's – who is – There are only a couple guys, I would say, that would be considered, you know, there's one, maybe one center goes in the first round, maybe a couple in the top two rounds. So I don't know that you're going to be able to go that route. Um, I think tight end in this draft, you have a couple, you have certainly Brock Bowers would be terrific to have. But if, if you, the only way you're going to get him is if you trade probably beyond the top 10. And, and even then you may not, but um, if you trade back in the top 10, you could always pick them. But then I think you but then where you, get, you need to get that tackle too. So there are a couple of guys, um, tight ends in that top three rounds. It would be interesting that you could still go get. And um, the kid from Texas, um, it Jatavian, Jatavian Sanders. You also have Cade Stover from Ohio State. I think those Sanders, I think there's a gap between Bowers and Sanders and then Sanders and Stover. But those would be the top tight ends in the draft. At this time, for agent tight ends, Dalton Schultz would be the top guy. I think the other ones come with age and production question marks. So I would look for a draft. And then again, maybe if you go out and sign a Dalton Schultz or someone like that, well, actually someone like that, it would be Dalton Schultz because he is the top tight end on the market, had a really good year for Houston last year. So that would be another option to replace Logan Thomas. I liked Armani Rogers. I was excited to see him last year. We had the injury Cole Turner has not developed the way that I thought. And I think the way others thought he might. Um, So you cannot rely on him either. So you're going to have to get a guy, whether it's free agency, trade, um, draft, whatever. And, but you know, again, I don't expect them to go crazy with the signings, but they do have to replace these guys. So you are going to have to spend a little bit to replace and fill some of these holes. Anyway, that's that's it for me. Those, that's the little update. Um again, not not size. They're, they're big name moves for the commanders, but these were expected moves. So it should, again, it should not change how they approach the offseason because you are gonna have to look for guys at those spots already. That's it for me. I'll be back on Monday with Craig Hoffman from the Take Command Podcast and team the team 980. And a really good talk about the quarterbacks in this draft. And I think you'll enjoy it. So check that out on Mo- check that out on Monday. I'll talk to you next time.